Welcome to our Wednesday devotional on our journey through some of the highlights of Mark's Gospel. Today we consider chapter 9, verses 14 to 29. In our last podcast, we were on the mountaintop as Jesus was transfigured before the three disciples, Peter, James and John. There the glorious light of Jesus' majesty shone forth. But in our passage today, when Jesus and the three disciples come off the mountain, they come down into a valley where it is all gloom. Why? Well, in verse 14, when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and the scribes arguing with them. The argument seems to be about the other disciples not being able to cast an evil spirit out of a boy. The boy's father makes that clear in verse 18. I asked your disciples to cast it out and they were not able. Probably the disciples' failure had stirred the scribes to start gloating and question the disciples' credentials. So they are defending themselves and it attracts a crowd. The physical symptoms suggest that the boy had epilepsy. For we read in verse 18, he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. But this is no ordinary epilepsy because in verses 17 and 18, he has a spirit that makes him mute and whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. So we have another situation in which a distinct and evil spirit foreign to the actual person takes control of that person. It is clearly an evil spirit because it seeks to harm and kill the boy. For we are told in verses 21 and 22, from childhood it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. And so into this situation of gloom comes Jesus. And he did two important things. Firstly, in verse 25, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Jesus breaks the hold of the spirit over the boy and banishes it. Secondly, in verse 27, he took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he, the boy, arose. This word arose speaks of new life. Running alongside the actions are two conversations, one with the father and the other with the disciples. The father is sure that Jesus wants to help, but not sure that he can. In verse 22, he says, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. There is much in this man's faith. He throws himself on the compassion of Jesus. He recognises that Jesus wants to help, but he lacks sufficient faith in the power of the Saviour. In verse 23, Jesus challenges the Father. If you can, all things are possible for the one who believes. Jesus is saying the question is not whether I'm able, but whether you believe. And we read in verse 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. 
The father acknowledges that he has the type of faith that Jesus demands, but acknowledges it is an imperfect faith. There are fears and doubts, but he is throwing himself upon Jesus' mercy. The father's prayer is answered, even though there is not perfect faith. And that's important to grasp, because the Bible does not teach that prayers will be answered based on perfect faith. God knows what we are like. He looks to see that our focus is, yes, I believe, if it is his will, that God will do it. He doesn't cast us away when our faith is imperfect. The disciples' response in verse 28, why could we not cast it out? The answer is not because Jesus wasn't there, but because they didn't pray. And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. The disciples had relied on their own strength, maybe their past achievements, maybe their status, instead of calling on and depending on the power of God. And Jesus' conversation with the Father has already highlighted what prayer is. A recognition that we depend on God alone, that by faith we are looking to him and that we cannot help ourselves. Join me on Friday.